1: culture and current events this is 2020 on vision
0: well as we do on a friday we like to check in with christian cultural commentator bill muhlenberg his blog site is called culture watch and all through the year we have been taking a moment on a friday to reflect on a whole lot of different issues and bill our last opportunity for the year Uh, welcome back to 2020 Thank
1: you, and it's been a good year.
0: Glad to be with you. Bill, it has been a good year. It's had its low points as well, and I know you've had a few challenges this year with the loss of your wife, uh, but you've just kept on uh, writing uh, blog after blog. You've not missed an opportunity uh, to be able to express a Christian heartbeat into so many of the issues that we all face. So it has had a, a few challenges for you.
1: Oh, well, it, it is when you lose uh, a spouse, obviously. And uh, I think I posted on the social media recently, uh, there's an old Elvis tune. I think he says something about it'll be a blue Christmas without you. So uh, I guess I can relate. It will be different. No question about that. Uh, the The boys will be around and others. So that'll be good. But, yeah, it'll be a whole different Uh, scenario in the the week ahead or, well, for a long time to come, I had, but certainly this Christmas period.
0: No doubt there'll be some listeners who are regular
1: readers of your blogs who will keep
0: you in their prayers for Christmas and the new year. Hey, let's talk about your blog site because this week you've got three articles around one woman who is quite a famous American writer. Her name is Naomi Wolf, and she's she's just released a new book. Uh, give us your insights here into what makes her outstanding, and this commentary you're bringing uh, indicates that there's a big transition, a transformation that's happening in this woman's thinking.
1: Yeah, it's quite an important book. I've done reviews of her other books in the past, and, um, Pretty well-known American public intellectual, kind of the female version, say, of a Jordan Peterson, a person of the left, very much so, third-wave feminist, uh, you know, pushing the whole Democrat and progressive narrative. But over the years, she's, uh, well, been having a bit of a rethink. In fact, you could say she's been a bit of a rebel all along. I recall decades ago, she was writing about abortion But even then, she was saying, well, let's be honest here. I mean, there is a dead baby at the end of the day, right? So she wasn't into, uh, you know, so much of the euphemisms that the left was, but still a card-carrying member of the radical left. So a book she did last year on the whole COVID thing, the big pharma thing, all the cover-ups, all the lies and misinformation, I reviewed that book. But now, yeah, Naomi Wolf has got a brand new uh, book out, in fact, Facing the Beast, Uh, more of the same of what happened the last couple of years, certainly of COVID, the Great Reset, uh, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, Fauci, all the, the characters we've spoken of so much over the last few years. But this one's a bit more of a memoir, if you will, kind of looking at her life. And yeah, the really interesting thing is how she's found everybody she used to be uh, hanging around with, her tribe, right, her lefty buddies, you know, go to a New York uh, cocktail party with all the other lefty Democrat intellectuals and elites. Wow, she found out she's shunned. Nobody wants her anymore. Uh, a, she never did get vaccinated, and she thinks that's her own business, as it should be. We shouldn't have to divulge our personal medical decisions. But because she dared to challenge right, Biden, the government, big pharma, call out some of these guys saying there's a lot of uh, misinformation going on, well, pretty much everybody shunned her. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. You lost all your leftist buddies and elites and you can't go to the parties anymore. But then she says she started talking to ordinary Americans, right? Christians, people who love God, country, family, you know, ordinary men and women. The more she got to actually talk with ordinary Christian Americans, the more she thought, wow actually, these are the good guys. The people I used to hang around with, they're not the good guys. They're, in fact, the bad guys. So it's been quite a journey, and she certainly discusses it plenty in this new book.
0: Even in the title of the book, you can get an impression that there's something happening, because uh, the words, facing the beast, courage, faith, and resistance in a new dark age, that's got to That's got a spiritual, Christian, biblical theme almost to it. But she's come from this, as you say, side on the left. And there's an indicator here of a radical about face.
1: Well, no question. Simply moving from the pro-Democrat, pro-woke, pro-progressive side of politics, that's a big move. Uh, And we've seen some others do that over the years. But, yeah, it's the spiritual transformation. Like I say, always a secular Jew. And, of course, as she says often, what you do as a secular Jew, you don't talk about God in public. It's just not done, right? You know, that's, you know, us uh, elite uh, progressives, you know, we're not that foolish to speak about God, you know. But now in her new book, she's talking about God. Every, Every page almost she's talking about God. Uh, She's certainly not renounced her Judaism. If anything, she's gone from being a secular Jew to a very spiritual Jew. But as I say, she's now talking to other people, talking to Christians. In fact, reading Christian books, reading the New Testament, which is not what your normal Jewish person does. So she's quoting stuff like Ephesians 6, 12, right? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, And she runs with that passage often saying, hey, how do we account for the mass delusion, the mass hysteria, the mass hallucinations, really, that we've all just been through the last few years, how people, families could break off, churches could exclude you. And again, I've talked about this. I was banned from Christian bookstores. How do we account for this madness where the government just took over really overnight, took away our basic freedoms, our human rights. How do you account for that? It's not just a bunch of bad people and bad governments. There's got to be something more. So a lot of her book is talking about there's spiritual powers. There's good and evil, right? There's a fight going on spiritually. In fact, she quotes one famous Christian book. Some of your readers might know, Jonathan Kahn. His recent book, uh, Return of the Gods, he's a messianic Jew, right? Used to be an atheist himself, got saved. And now he's writing about how, well, certainly in the Old Testament, you see when God displaces the pagan gods, uh, that's one thing. But when we displace the living God and revert back to paganism, guess what? We kind of open the door and drag back all of these kind of, well, demonic forces. We know them as dark forces, spiritual forces of darkness. And so Naomi Wolf is really getting into this. He's saying this has to account for what's going on. And the more I talk to ordinary Christian people, ordinary Americans, these guys knew this all along. You know, where were we, us left-wing elites? You know, this was so far beyond us. So As I say in one of my many articles on Naomi, she's not yet a Christian, as far as I can tell, but hey, she's moving in that direction. So like Jordan Peterson and so many others, we got to be praying for Naomi Wolf. And as you
0: say, a secular Jew, there's this impression that we might have in our own minds that because you're Jewish, that somehow you have a faith in the God who delivered the people of Israel. But that's just not the case. And as you say, she's been one of those on the left and quite anti-God. But this just flows into the broader narrative. And some of the commentators that I've spoken to of recent times, Bill, since the invasion happened on October the 7th, Mm. that we might be observing a nation turning to God when we were hearing stories of secular television calling the people to pray and of soldiers getting into the back of trucks singing psalms as they are off to fight on Israel's behalf in Gaza. So it's not just people within the borders of Israel. It's Jewish people, and this might be a reflection
1: of what might be happening in the heart of a lot of Jewish people. Yeah, absolutely. October 7, plus what happened earlier with the whole COVID wars. Again, in her book, she uh, makes it clear, right? She never used to pray. She never read the Hebrew scriptures. She never went to synagogue and never went to, um, uh, well, any kind of religious uh, activity. But now she's doing it all the time. She's praying. She's reading the Bible. She's talking to other believers. She's very out front in public. So, yeah, I would imagine October 7 just further pushed her along in this way. This book would have been released just before, uh, obviously, October 7. So, yeah, she's one of many. Uh, Maybe God is using all these really dark times, and they've been some very dark times, as I've said, for me in Melbourne one of the worst places in the world in terms of the lockdowns. It was very, very dark. So many suicides, right? So many people self-harming, drugs, you name it. Businesses closed down, families busted up. It was a, well, a spiritually dark place to be in. And Naomi is a non-Christian. She is now seeing this crystal clear. There's a spiritual war that's going on and we have to face this battle And it's not going to do just to fight it politically or intellectually. We have to bring to bear spiritual weapons as well. So, again, she's on a journey, not fully there, but we can pray she maybe goes all the way. Her book is
0: called Facing the Beast Courage, Faith, and Resistance in a New Dark Age. Bill, for a lot of. Our Aussies listening in today, uh, all around Australia, this can feel like it is getting darker by the day. Others perhaps are ahead in the sand or perhaps uh, they're doing well and not paying attention to some of the darkness that we're seeing engulfing people. But here we are uh, almost on the eve of another Christmas. And I wonder if you've got a reflection. This is our last conversation for the year. It is going to be Christmas next Monday. I wonder if you've got a reflection here about those who are facing darkness or recognizing the darkness is deepening, how mm. this day on Christmas represents a light shining in that darkness. Well,
1: it makes all the difference, right? I mean, it was a dark day 2,000 years ago. Certainly, as the Jews of the time. They were not doing very well, and much of the world wasn't. Uh, You know, we could talk about the conditions in the Greco-Roman empires. Not very good for most people. But then, yeah, this birth, uh, you know, unheralded, unexpected birth of a baby uh, who was the light of the world and changed everything. 2,000 years now, we're still feeling the impact of this baby's birth. Uh, Vision Christian Radio would not be here, right? I wouldn't be here because of what Jesus did as he was born, lived, died, and rose again. So that is the light that we all need in times of darkness. Naomi feels this in a very real way. The darkness is overwhelming, but now she's saying there's got to be spiritual answers. So her journey has to go where mine and so many others did. We got to go to Christ and the foot of the cross. That is where the light shines the brightest, even when it's the darkest all around us. So, yeah, that's the message of Christmas we always have to keep in mind. Well,
0: the name of the author is Naomi Wolf, as Bill says, a leading public intellectual based in the United States. Her book is called Facing the Beast, Courage, Faith and Resistance in a New Dark Age. Uh, Bill's piece that we're reflecting on. In fact, he's written three of them, but uh, I think the first one you wrote was Naomi Wolf wants us to face the beast. And I'll encourage listeners, you might be able to get a little overview uh, before getting a hold of the book and check out those pieces that Bill Muhlenberg has written. You can find those at billmuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch, one word. Bill, Uh, the happiest and holiest of Christmases for you. Thanks so much for a great year and for being with us once again today on 2020.
1: Many thanks. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.